Welcome back to the Thursday edition of the Podcast Therapist. I'm your host, The Shan Man, radio broadcaster, podcaster, and podcast producer. And today's episode is going to be a speed round, a wrap-up speed round of questions for Shankar and Vishnu, who were on the podcast on Tuesday. And so I decided to go ahead and split up that episode and uh, make it two episodes. And today's episode, or at least their Q&A that I have for them, isn't very long, but I thought it would be good to share my personality with you and a little bit more about who I am and share their personality uh, of who they are. And they're just very fun individuals. And so today's Q&A and the speed round of questions, <laughs> they were a lot of fun. The questions were fun and I, I enjoyed the answers. I've done this before. I did it with Seth Resler a few a few weeks back. And uh, that was th- those questions probably were a little more uh, serious in nature and had serious answers. Um, I don't know, I guess. But uh, today's Q&A was a lot of fun. And uh, one of the questions we go down this rabbit hole of Shankar's fascinations of things that are oddly satisfying. Have you ever, uh, do you probably have these, uh, these things where, where you find things super oddly satisfying, like popping bubble wrap, or maybe it's like chewing on a toothpick until the toothpick is, you know, dissolved. I don't know. It's one of those things. You might have one of those oddly satisfying uh, things about yourself that you just find crazily, oddly satisfying. So we're going to dive into that. Then after the interview, I want to jump to some voicemail. I've got some questions to answer and an update to one of my videos on YouTube that I think that you should know about. And uh, we'll also get to a little bit of news as well that I think would be very uh, helpful for you, the podcaster, especially someone who is trying to monetize their podcast. There are going to be options that you're going to be hearing about uh, all over the place. You're going to hear about different ways to monetize your podcast and i want to make you aware of this particular way of monetizing and why it might not be good for you so that's all going to be coming up in today's episode so stick around for that coming back i do have the speed round with shankar and vishnu enjoy I want to I want to move into a speed round with you guys because we're going to have to wrap up here shortly. And um, this is just a chance for us to have a little bit of fun. Now, before we started this podcast, Shankar already reminded or already let me know he's not good at speed round questions. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if the, I mean, <sighs> who's going to do better in this section? I mean, is it going to be you, Vishnu, or is it going to be Shankar? I, I mean, who's going to come out ahead, do you think? If you can speed it up during post-production, I'll, I'll do better for sure. <laughs> or maybe people can just fast speed it up in the podcast yeah, yeah, app, right? Yeah, that's no, what they should do. these aren't super speed round questions, but you know, we can get like just some quick answers and then um, we can move on to the next. So I got a solid nine. I, some of these relate to your podcast is um, as, as we speak, some of them do not. Okay. So I see Vishnu is uh, cracking his knuckles, flexing a little bit, and Shankar is just cringing right now. So uh, we will, I will, I'll, uh, we'll just go, and then I'll decide who who needs to answer the question first, or if they, both of you need to answer the question. Number one: How many times, Vishnu, does Shankar brush his teeth per month? I would say around 64 times. 64 times. So according to episode 27, you had said once. <laughs> I think. 
just once a that is how he improved he heard that he listened to that episode and he is like you know what i need to make changes to my life probably should do more of brushing that that's what i no i so, think i think you said more than once but i think you guys are clearly clearly joking in that episode <laughs> i'm glad to know that you have great dental Thank hygiene you. yeah great dental hygiene uh, shaker okay uh next a favorite tool for writing either one of you go ahead mine is uh, google docs grammarly grammarly yeah grammarly okay very cool yeah. all right canadian movies or american movies american, american movies. movies why is that out, out we are big fans of avengers actually yeah. oh avengers Okay. Yes. Okay. Very good. Very good. Not just that. There are a lot of other I'd movies. I'd say Die well. Hard. Come on. Yeah, Die Hard, and we also it's love the greatest these uh, Christmas movie ever. <laughs> you know what? I, I should reveal it here that he's a big fan of rom coms. He yeah. watches all the rom coms. No, you're a rom com guy. You know, I I had a face. I had a face. Not anymore. He Not made anymore. me watch a movie called uh, what was that? Um, Uh, before sunrise i really like hey, that movie to be honest that's not a romantic <laughs> comedy movie have you watched the before trilogy no you should i think it's a rom- it's a it's a philosophical movie which is which is masquerading as a rom com oh oh you should watch it you yeah, yeah it. between canadian canadian movies and american movies yeah american, american movies. by far okay next question this is a, this is not from your podcast at all okay pangea with politicians and politics or Countries with blissful ignorance. Countries with bliss, blissful ignorance. You prefer that? Yeah. Uh, You're struggling, yeah, Shankar. Yeah, I think. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. No explanation. We just. I'll take the answer. Yeah. Uh, number five. Who is more likely to find themselves stranded on an island with a volleyball as a best friend, Shankar or Vishnu? That would be me. Yeah. You. <laughs> I agree with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you think you yeah, so you make your own fun is what you say. Is yeah. what you're saying. Okay. I have a you know commitment problems are on the rise. I <laughs> would rather be alone than with being with people. Time traveling with uh parent uh, sorry, time traveling without paradoxes or time traveling with Michael J Fox. With Michael yes, J. Fox, same here. Michael J. Fox. Okay, okay. Oh yes. Uh, why do we like American movies? One of the reasons yeah, is Back, to, back the to the Future. Come on. Oh really? <laughs> yes. Big fans. It. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it it has crossed ages. I mean, it has crossed generations. It's such a popular movie here too. So I watched That's it two why it weeks back. back to the future, you know? right? I watched it two weeks back with one of my cousins, and he, that might he was be watching, the two hundredth time that he yeah watched it he was week. watching it for the first time, and he's like, <laughs> "Why haven't I watched this yet?" This is such a good movie. I'm going to watch the, uh, you know, other, other two. And then uh, you said for Christmas we're watching Die Hard. Yeah, yes. that, that, that's, <laughs> that's a, a ritual, Christmas right? movie, that's right? That's a ritual. You can't, you can't help it. It's a ritual. Okay, so, uh, stuck in a dream for 200 years, or stuck having bubble gum on your shoe for 20 years? Dream. Yeah, dream. I don't want to bubble gum stuck on my shoe. But like, preferably not something like what we saw in um, what is that movie? What Inception. Inception, oh. not the one where uh, you know that Sato ends up in uh, you know that that long he becomes an old person or something. Right, like that. yeah. Maybe much more pleasant. You know what? It depends on the dream. Yeah. Depends on the dream. What if, dream anyway? If it's them. a good yep. dream, I'd prefer to. Be what if I alter that question to say stuck in a dream for two hundred years with bubble gum stuck on your shoe, hmm. or stuck in real life with bubble gum on your shoe for twenty years? Real life, real life. Ah. Then yeah, because the dream feels But, real when you are in the dream, right? <laughs> uh, I say like yeah, it doesn't make much Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next one. Two more, and then we're gonna finish off here. Okay. Um. They are you. Both of you are uh 
you are mu- music enthusiasts, and uh, we're going to go down the route of Alice in Chains. If Lane Staley, Staley, the lead singer of Alice in Chains, were alive today, would the band be bigger and better, or would Lane have quit the band and moved on to his own solo stuff? Hmm. Uh, I don't think he would have quit and moved on to his solo stuff, but maybe the band would have been bigger. You think the band would have been bigger? Yeah, but, uh, but I don't think that he would have quit. Okay. And the only reason I asked that is because I saw your recent story on Instagram of where you posted Mad Season. Yeah. So I was like, well, oh, let's, yeah, yeah. I wonder if he, I, I was like, well, I'm going to ask that question. Last. No, I, I think that is the reason that he would have actually gone back to his band and started producing much better music. You think so? And of course, and then of getting rid of the addictions, I think once he got rid of the addictions, I think Allison Chains would have been uh, a much better uh, band. Last one. Name something that is oddly satisfying. Uh, I'm sorry. Name something that is oddly satisfying only to you. It name could be it, what? <laughs> He's a big fan of ASMR. You, you watch- really? <laughs> ASMR? You just like sit and listen to someone chew food in a microphone for 12 hours? See, okay. I, <laughs> I can explain. I can explain. Yeah, you I can it. explain. So um, back in 2016, I think it was 16. It was not that great a time for me. I had just come back uh, to Bangalore after my music career failed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And I was at home pretty much depressed, not knowing what to do. So I got into creepy pastas first. So whenever I used to go to bed, I used to listen to creepy pasta and sleep to it. It used to be very scary, but I used to sleep listening to the- <laughs> Yeah, I am a little weird. <laughs> no, I love it. I love that. You love these things. So, I mean, yeah. yeah. Especially the, I think, uh, yeah. What, what was the name? Cops husband. There is a YouTuber YouTube named mm-hmm. Cops husband uh-huh. who recites all these creepy pastas and true horror stories. They say yeah, he uh, has this deep voice. Yeah, it's really amazing. Thing, I think you should check it is out. Is he one of these uh, guys that talks in the microphone? <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he narrates it pretty well. So I used to listen to it. It used to be so much fun. But then later on, one night, I uh, got to know about ASMR, and I, and I it just switched from creepypasta to ASMR. What is it about and ASMR that you, you have, love? You have no idea it helped me. It, it gave me tingles and I used to like listen to it for like 10 minutes and I used to fall asleep without any problems. I used All to right. sleep like a See, I, I, I think the, one of the reasons that, you know, you might be into it is because there is a, if you go back a few years, right, we had our grandmother. So there is this belief that when you visit your grandparents, right, they try to take all the uh, bad eyes. So people think ill about you and they wish bad things for you. Mm-hmm. So she has a special prayer that she does, you know, having some chilies and stuff in hand. It, it's an Indian thing. I mean, right. It might be a little weird. But no, uh, my parents have the chili thing, something that has to deal with chilies too. So, <laughs> so she does this, uh, you know, whispering prayer kind of a thing, which used to give us tingles those days. So maybe this ASMR thing is like, a, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, it, yeah, it kind of is resurging some uh, some form of like comfort and relaxation for you, Shankar. Yeah, it used to work a lot. Like she used to do it for like three minutes or something, and I used to like almost fall asleep. But and you, one more thing, you also love ASMR. Don't see, say that. See, I, I do, but maybe maybe I'm not I'm not a regular uh, ASMR guy. Uh, but you know, I I do. But for me, it is not about people speaking like that on the in the you know microphone. It's more about uh, you know I started watching it because once I had this little back pain and stuff, so I started watching these chiropractic videos and all that where people are cracking the their backs, backs. And stuff. yeah. 
that that really uh, felt fascinating to me uh, and all that that is where i had my little stint with if you call it asmr i don't know if that is asmr but some people do add asmr to chiropractic videos as well right so there i forget what his name is but i i got i'm not going to lie especially to you shankar i'm not going to lie like i have watched those asmr videos but i'm with vishnu i am with you on the chiropractic videos because yeah. there's a dude that here who does um have you ever seen the y strap uh, uh i think his name is joseph joseph uh, capriano or something Ca- yeah C- capriano or something like that C- yeah. cipriano cipriano i think yeah. his last yeah. name cipriano, he does the, he does that y strap he's a he, bearded guy right yeah. oh yes i know yeah, yeah. and like you hear him cracking the back of everyone and i'm like oh man that feels so i literally awesome. think that oh man if i could get that done it would be so good <laughs> See, the montage in the beginning right they put together all the cracks and it'll be like cluck, cluck, it's cluck. like a pink yeah. floyd intro to a song <laughs> <laughs> i agree oh man i've listened to so many of his videos i've watched them and then yeah, i'm like i've done that as well man that looks like it just it feels good on this end and it didn't even happen to me like i can just tell it feels good like the really hard cracks when they do the exactly, lower yeah. the lower back crack and he just pushes on it and you hear the whole back yeah. just pop and you think I have oh, yeah good. <laughs> I have thought that you know if someday if I'm uh, you know visiting US I'm going to go to one of these guys and get my back scra- back crack and the y- and the Y strap you got to get the yeah. Y strap I wanna, too I want to feel that spine decompression or whatever they call it, they call it. <laughs> see where the satisfaction is like he measures the length of the legs at yeah. first then he does that it'll be and uneven. he measures then it again it will be like, push you know, and it like becomes even that is oh like God, oddly so satisfying your OCD <laughs> for some reason <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, guys, guys, I got to say, I've had a good time talking with you about not only podcasting, your podcast, your process, but this part in particular, just specifically the ASMR part has just made my complete night. This is exactly how our uh, writer and geek is also. We have a topic that we talk in between these kind of weird things come in and that is what people enjoy. You know what? But we have never done an episode on ASMR. We should probably. And Plan. and going back to the question that you asked, what is oddly satisfying for me? For me, I as uh, you know, like Shankar, I do listen to a lot of music. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have music continuously in my life. But I'm more of a what do you call an audiophile kind of a person. I you know sometimes change cable, thinking that the music is gonna sound better. Mm-hmm. So getting new music gear and you know connecting them and trying different stuff is oddly satisfying for me. So yesterday. I got a Raspberry Pi, uh, you know, and I built a streamer out of it. So that was my yesterday's DIY project. Uh-huh. So these kind of things. Maybe for him it is ASMR. For me it is something. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit it. No, 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 no bro. Absolutely. I was just giving no, you a hard time because I'm I'll with you. you I'm with you. If, if, yeah, if it was something like that, there are ASMR artists who have like millions of followers, like yeah. five million, four million followers. So there is something in it. You yeah, know, I'm not denying it. And even I enjoy it occasionally. Yeah, yeah. So it's not popping bubble wrap is not an oddly satisfying thing for you. Well, it is for Shankar. Oh no, it's not for either of you. For me, it is mostly medical related. Yeah. <laughs> it should be something. Yeah. For me, it's uh, cracking you know, the back and bones. And okay. stuff. All right, virtual virtual barber shop. I think that's one amazing thing. Okay, so when not do that stuff with the razor. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That look like I think things like with a razor or the one. This is getting way off topic for this podcast, but just letting everyone know, <laughs> letting, the most letting everyone know. So if we're going to go down the path of, of oddly satisfying things, uh, 
And it sounds a little gross. I'm sorry. So just as a heads up to all the listeners who are listening right now, we are going to talk about uh, uh, earwax videos. That is oddly yes. satisfying for me. That is his favorite as well. I, no, no, no. It isn't. Okay. No, it's before before we even go any further into this, it is oddly satisfying. So oddly satisfying mm. for me that I went out and I bought a little camera ear scooper <laughs> pick thing Whoa. that that connects to my phone. And I go in and you can like monitor you cleaning your ears out. That right wow. there, oddly satisfying. Do you get that that thing in <laughs> India? <laughs> I, I've got an extra one just for you, Shankar. <laughs> See, this is this is this is one of the most interesting conversations that I've had in maybe two years. <laughs> <laughs> well, <What> guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I can deliver for you, completely deliver for you. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and leave it right there. Again, I want to thank you, Vishnu and Shankar of The Writer and Geek. Can you tell everyone where they can find you guys and how they can listen to your podcast? Yeah, so our website is writerandgeek.com, writer and A-N-D. Uh, then you'll find our uh, social medias yeah, everywhere. It's writer and geek. Yeah. Writer Except in Instagram, and, I think. Instagram, it's Writer and Geek official. Which is, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, and is there anything else? We have a YouTube channel too. We have just started putting yeah. out content, uh, you know, uh, video podcast too. You can check us out there too. Okay. Mm-hmm. The reason, yeah, the reason that we started uh, putting videos, like sometimes people like to see who, who are these guys. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> they like well, to see the guy listening to ASMR. Loving, <laughs> what is that? Back cracking fellow, yes. <laughs> Well, hopefully I've inspired some idea for the YouTube channel now. Absolutely. Leslie, <laughs> congratulations to you, Vishnu. I just learned uh, a few weeks ago that you had gotten married. So in the middle of a pandemic. So it uh, was pretty much pretty challenging. So congratulations to you. Thank you so much. That is an effort of six years coming, uh, uh, becoming fruitful. <laughs> well, that's a, I think it's a very cool thing to have. And uh, may you have many Thank years of, of, of bliss and ha- happiness with, uh, with your lady. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, I think I'd like to say that, you know, I'm super satisfied that I don't, I won't have to kill anyone this week. (laughs) (laughs) ASMR is going to satisfy you. Very, you know, fruitful. (laughs) Very cool. All right. Go ahead. From our side, thank you so much uh, for even considering us. Uh, You know, you are someone we have been looking up as, uh, you know, uh, one of the pioneers and someone from whom we have learned a lot. As you can see, we bought the same mixing board as you did. Uh, so yes. this is really, uh, you know, it's really a surreal experience for us. And thank you so much for that. You're you're very welcome. I appreciate the kind words and and nothing but the best of luck to you guys in all of your your efforts uh, with the writer and geek and whatever you have uh, for the future of the podcast as well. So thank you guys. The podcast therapist. Right now, you might be in the middle of the research phase of launching your podcast. Maybe you've gotten some equipment, signed up for a Zoom account, and have recorded a few podcast episodes. But what steps do you need to take when it comes to a successful podcast launch? Would you believe the biggest mistake podcasters make is the launch sequence? Seriously, just like a space shuttle has a sequence to put astronauts into space, podcasts have sequences to put a podcast in the marketplace successfully. That's why I created the Podcast Launch Checklist. After helping numerous clients build their podcasts, I developed a step-by-step guide to help podcast creators just like you have a clean launch sequence without wasting time. 
The podcast launch checklist is a 12-step sequence that walks you through the pre-launch, mid-launch, and post-launch process with specific steps and instructions that will save you time. If you're tired of walking around in the dark trying to figure out everything that comes with the podcast launch, you can grab the podcast launch checklist today. Visit thepodcasttherapist.com slash PLC and use the code PODTHERAPIST, all one word, to get 25% off this checklist today. It's time for the Mixdown. The Podcast Therapist. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on into... Uh, some updates and we'll answer some questions and get to voicemail and we're going to start first with uh, a couple of updates I'm not sure if you guys knew if you have subscribed to my YouTube channel uh, I just recently reached the 10,000 subscriber uh, milestone which is a huge thing for me since I've been working on this thing for quite some time and I will tell you this right now uh, the more I worked on my YouTube channel the more that I saw as far as a return in subscribers were, as far as, you know, getting the subscribers. I thought that was kind of interesting. So the more work that I did, the more subscribers I got, and the faster I was able to reach that milestone, which I think is uh, huge. So I think it's something that you should take note of as a podcaster. I know that uh, last week I had talked about that, uh, you know, we don't know exactly how many subscribers we have as far as podcasts are concerned because that metric does not exist. But I will say this, you will notice the difference in what you are creating if you create, number one, valuable content, and number two, if you create more valuable content. Uh, I'm not asking you to just go create more content. I'm asking you to create more valuable content. So that's something that I think you really should take note of. And um, just use you know my experience as kind of like the... I don't know. Maybe that that is the benchmark that you need to look for. Uh, you know, I the more I put out better content, and the more content that I did put out, the faster my subscribers, uh, you know, came, came to be. The the more I got them, but I started hearing back from more people, and I started getting more sales through my website. So these are things that I think you should really take to heart when it comes down to your podcast. Create more valuable content as opposed to just creating more content. So that's going to be something that's very important for you. Now, I bring this 10,000 subscriber uh, milestone up because I recently got access on YouTube to their stories function. And what is the stories function? So that function is very similar to what you would see with Snapchat or you would see with Instagram stories. YouTube has it, but you have to have 10,000 subscribers in order to get that function. And I have started to use it over on YouTube. So if you go over on over to my YouTube channel, uh, you can check it out. You can find that channel over at thepodcasttherapist.com. And uh, up on the top navigation, you're going to see my uh, the, the navigation uh, word, or at least the word up there, it says YouTube. And you should be able to jump on over to my YouTube right there, subscribe. And then when you're using your phone, I think you can only use it with your phone. When you're using your phone, you can go in and see the stories that I'm creating. I'm creating, you know, some behind the scenes stuff. I'm also creating some helpful tips, things that I'm reminding you of doing, um, you know, but uh, I plan on using that feature a little bit more. So you can go on over to YouTube, check it out on mobile, the stories function. I've got quite a few stories that are up there. They last for about three days as opposed to the 24 hour limit you would get on Instagram or on Snapchat. So these stories last a lot longer. So um, I thought I would go ahead and share that with you. So make sure you go over and subscribe. Now, another thing I wanted to bring up was last week's video 
that I created on creating better quality audio. And I went down this um, pathway of sharing with you the different ways and and different services that you can use uh, with audio. And the services that I had brought up were Riverside.fm, and the other one that I had brought up uh, was uh, StreamYard. And I brought up StreamYard and Zencaster. Excuse me. I also brought up Zencaster. And at least Zencaster and Riverside.fm, those are two pieces of software that you could use that will record your audio locally and it will give you the best quality audio. But I, I, you know, I warned against doing that because it just has more steps in the post-production process and the editing process. Well, as I posted that video, news literally had just come out from Squadcast and they had said that they had made an update to their software where the audio is very clear. I haven't been able to test this yet, but um, I had uh, Mike Handley, uh, he subscribes to my YouTube channel. He said that he uses it and it sounds so clear and amazing. So if that is an option that you want to use, you want to go down that road, I would recommend you do your research on Squadcast. That is really going to help you out uh, if uh, you're looking for that better audio. So uh, another question, let's go ahead and move forward. Another question that I had gotten was from Magic and Mundane on my YouTube channel. And it was about the podcast statistic video that I had done. It was which podcast statistic is the most important. And I went in and I was talking about, you know, TSL, time spent listening, and, you know, why we want listeners to listen a lot more. So Magic and Mundane asked the question, out of curiosity, this is what she says, She asks, out of curiosity, how can radio stations know TSL if the listeners are listening through the actual radio and not digitally? And now this is a really great question, and it's no secret uh, when you ask someone in radio. uh, We all understand, you know, as far as a radio standpoint is concerned, how we calculate and measure those metrics. Uh, You know, we're not actually measuring anything through radio uh, you know, actual radios in your car or a radio that's sitting by your desk or anything like that. We are measuring them a different way. So I'm going to go ahead and read to you my response to her. It's a very detailed response, but this is how we measure for metrics that is completely outside the realm of what you see online because there's a whole different way in which we are doing this. Okay. So this is what I wrote, wrote to her. I said, Radio stations are constantly doing research on this and have partnered up with Nielsen to calculate the TSL or AQH, the average quarter hour. Per market, a select group of individuals from many different demographics are provided a device to carry with them at all times. It's called a PPM or a personal people meter. This device is worn or carried and picks up the music that is played in the surrounding area. From there, the device records how long someone is listening to a frequency. There's some engineering that goes on into it on how the device knows where it's getting the signal. But that's just basically uh, that's the basic depiction of how TSL and AQH are calculated. Uh, Each week, we're given data that breaks down these numbers. It replaces the old fashioned version of carrying a journal around and writing in a journal about of how you how long you listened to a radio station. So most major markets use PPM uh, while the smaller markets are still using journals. Even though most radio stations have now been upgraded to digital, it wouldn't account for the average, I would put that in air quotes, the average of a random sample. So that's why Nielsen Ratings does sampling at random. So I've gotten these letters in the mail um, asking to participate in surveys. 
And I don't participate in them because A, it would be unfair and B, it, I'm not really allowed to do that. So um, I hope that explanation really helped her out in terms of understanding what the TSL and AQH and how radio stations gather their metrics. Now, that's how we gather metrics here, um, you know, in radio. But the way you're gathering metrics and the way I had described it in that video and I've described it in my previous episodes, the two-parter episode that I have um, – that was that is available. You got to go back into my library here on the podcast therapist and go f- listen to them. You have to find a way in order to measure who is listening. It may take a little bit more work for you to figure out how to get that measurement uh, because a lot of the times you're going to be stuck in the dark. You won't know if someone actually consumed the entire podcast or consumed a whole lot of what you had to say. You know, you, you have to consider the fact that there is the fast forward button. You know, you can skip by 30 seconds or, you know, you're getting notifications on your phone that will take you away from uh, listening to that podcast. So you don't know how much someone is listening. But the way we can do that is by providing links in the show notes of your podcast. So, I mean, if you've ever noticed on this podcast, if I, I, I haven't really said enough on this podcast to check the show notes. And when you do check the show notes, you can see I have a series of links that are there. And I know some of those have been clicked, but they have been clicked for people who I want to help. Not everyone is going to click. And I, ha- I think you have to think about it this way. If you're trying to help someone, you're trying to entertain someone, but give them some I don't know, referral or something like that. Maybe you're an entertainment podcast and you talk about some special, I don't know, body cleansing wash or something like that. And you have uh, a referral link. You might want to put that in the show notes and then you'll know who had listened up to a certain point. So that's what I'm trying to get at when it comes down to measuring metrics. We do it differently in radio because we have a whole different way of selling um, and getting sponsorships for our podcast. But I will tell you this, sponsorships aren't the end-all be-all of your podcast. In a couple of weeks, maybe it could be next week or it might be the week after, I'm going to be speaking with my friend Steve Moynihan. He is a salesperson here at the radio station, and he's really going to break down how he gathers sponsorships and defines sponsorships for the radio station. So you definitely want to uh, download and listen to that episode when it does come out. So I certainly hope that this uh, question and, and answer for uh, uh, for Magic and Mundane on YouTube has helped out for her, has been, has been a help for her, I should say. So um, if you have questions, you're always welcome to reach out to me on YouTube on a specific video, ask that question, and I'll answer it for you. And of course, you can always hit me up at thepodcasttherapist.com and leave me a voicemail there too. Uh, you know, we can um, answer the questions right there as well. Uh, we're going to get to a voicemail here very shortly, but I want to jump into this next section right now and let you know um, that if you have not gotten onto my newsletter list, um, I w- would recommend that you go on over to thepodcasttherapist.com and subscribe because not only do I share the updates of what I am doing and the releases that I have of my podcast, but I have now reformatted the newsletter itself to share some news and share articles that I have been coming across over the course of the last week, week and a half, um, you know, between podcasts. And um, they are articles typically that I think you would find interesting that you probably should be paying attention to. And one of those articles, actually, I haven't shared it on my newsletter, um, or actually I did share it yesterday into the newsletter. And one of them was, it talked about Google Podcasts and how Google Podcasts supports private RSS feeds. And 
why is this important for you, the podcaster? Now, a private RSS feed is something that Patreon has been doing. So if you've ever toyed around and played with Patreon or you've been a part of a content creator's Patreon and they have a private RSS feed, um, that is a podcast that is only for you. They are secret podcasts. You know, uh, you pay a certain amount. You pay like maybe what, five bucks, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month. I don't know what it could be. You pay that amount and um, you get access to that private podcasting feed, which I think is super cool. Like you could do that yourself as a podcaster. But with Patreon, and I noticed this when I was trying to toy around with Patreon, and I don't know if they've changed this as of yet. The thing that I noticed with Patreon is that when someone subscribes to your private RSS feed, you give them the private RSS feed within the Patreon stream. I don't know if you can email it to them. I think you give it to them in, their, in the news feed and say, here is the, the podcast RSS feed, copy it and paste it into Apple Podcasts or copy it and paste it somewhere where you can do that. Now, that's one way that you can do that. Now, Google Podcasts is obviously doing this as well, and it's supporting private RSS feeds. So if you have a private RSS feed that you have created, like let's say you created a podcast and you got podcast hosting with another host, like say, I don't know, maybe Simplecast, but the podcast isn't listed in any uh, syndication platforms. You haven't submitted it to Apple. You haven't submitted it to Google Podcasts. You haven't submitted it anywhere. The only way that people can access it is if they have the RSS feed. So if you said to your listeners, hey, I have a private podcast. It's five bucks a month. Here's how you pay. And then once you pay, I'll shoot you an email with the link to that private RSS feed. That could be a very cool way of earning money. But I see a flaw with this because... What if someone pays five bucks a month to your podcast and they get, you send them the RSS feed that is private for them to put inside of Google Podcasts so they can listen to your podcast or maybe they put it into Apple Podcasts and they put it into Apple Podcasts. What happens when their credit card bounces or they just want to cancel the subscription? They still get access to that private RSS feed. And I don't think that's a very, I don't know. I have very mixed feelings about this. I just don't feel as though it's effective in terms of gaining the access because if they pay, they're still gaining access. They have access to that RSS feed forever. And it's a private RSS feed. So I think there are better ways around this. You would have to be more strategic about it. And there are ways you can get more strategic about it, uh, especially if you're using different membership website platforms. Uh, we can get into that and do another uh, podcast, but that's um, basically the gist of it. Google Podcasts supports private RSS feeds. Be careful about selling private RSS feeds to your listeners because not all of them will stick around. That's just a heads up. Okay. Then the uh, other article that I saw that I thought was really interesting and it would have related to uh, a couple weeks ago when I talked about, you know, metrics and all that. And I think that would have really uh, segued nicely into this article. And I'll have you read it. I'll leave a link for it down in the description of this podcast um, show notes if you want to go ahead and check it out. But it was an article by Tanner Campbell off of Medium. And uh, his article is titled, How Much Are You Spending? to produce your podcast. And you've heard me talk about this in previous episodes. And I say, you know, if you're going to create a podcast, if you're doing it for a hobby, great. I hope you have the money to continue putting money towards this podcast. If you have disposable income, great. 
You can do it. But I would think that podcasters who are trying to make an impact with their listeners probably want to earn some form of money. And it's important to understand how much time and money you are spending on your podcast. And Tanner breaks this down really well in his Medium article that I think you should go ahead and check it out. He brings up the topic and the point of saying why you should look at your podcast as a business from the start as opposed to looking at it as a hobby. So I think it's something that I think you really should look at. So you get these articles in my newsletter uh, every week. I head, uh, I would recommend you head on over to the podcasttherapist.com and you subscribe to my email newsletter that I send out every single week and I'll send these articles uh, to you um to you every week. That, that's just, that's all I have to say. I'll just send you the articles. Okay. Let's jump to a voicemail this week. Only got one this week and there's nothing wrong with that, but uh, we're going to take it from Josh. So take it away, Josh. Hey, Shannon, this is Josh Bolton. Um, I started following you back on YouTube. I also was the one that made a comment um, about the uh, martial arts versus investing podcast. Um, I've taken your advice. Freaking brilliant. Um, I just want to say thank you for your insights and marketing and how SEO works with your podcast therapist. I'm an avid, livid, avid listener. Sorry. Um, I just want to tell you, like I've been following all what you say and my first month of just launch, I got like 40 downloads and it was good. And I realized I can't expect much when I first launched, but once I implemented your transcribing, going on other people stuff, paying for services, even though it hurts now, I'll pay later. I've already 3X'd my downloads. I'm now 140 downloads uh, a month. And yeah, it's still small, but compared to my first one, it's amazing kind of thing. And uh, I've also realized, yes, the business to martial arts is nice, but I prefer just a, an interview kind of thing. Um, and I'm, I'm niching down, uh, but... It's one of those. It's just I wanted to say thank you for all you've done. And uh, I, I actually now have a better goal in general because of your insights. I'm glad to see that you are having success with your podcast, even though you're just starting out. And I just foresee you having more success, Josh. So uh, keep plugging away. Keep creating great content, creating valuable content. Um, if you weren't aware, um, the listener. So Josh hit me up a few weeks ago. And uh, he asked me whether or not he could uh, do two different po- styles of podcasts. I believe the first one was going to be in martial arts and the second one was in investing. And so excuse me, and so he sounds as though he wants to go down the investing uh, route instead and have more of an interview podcast. So it's very important for you as a podcaster to really figure out what you want to do. I realize that it's very tempting to talk about everything and you might want to talk about everything. But the way podcasting is set up and the way that we consume the content is that we focus on a niche. We focus on one thing that we know really well and we just dive down the rabbit hole of that. That's why I do a podcast about podcasting. I am someone who's in the radio industry and I know, you know, all these little nuances about radio, not just from audio, but from the marketing standpoint and from what uh, you can do as a podcaster. And I want to share that knowledge with you so you can do the same thing with your own niche podcast. So niche down the best that you can do, um, you know, and you don't have to always stay there. You can always move into something else if you decide that, you know, you don't want to do investing. Maybe you do want to do a martial arts podcast. That might be something that really just is more your cup of tea. 
And lastly, I want to read a review that I got on Apple Podcasts. Uh, that review says, Shanman Rocks, and it's from Snickerdoodle2073. And uh, they say, thanks, Shanman. Love the valuable content. Always dropping knowledge bombs. So thank you, Snickerdoodle. I really appreciate you tuning in to the Podcast Therapist and my YouTube videos. And that's going to go ahead and do it for this week's edition of the Podcast Therapist. We'll return next week with more, hopefully more valuable content for you. And uh, in the meantime, move forward. Keep pushing further and harder with your podcast. Get the word out about the valuable content that you are creating with your podcast so more people can come in and listen to you. We'll see you next week. Take care. The Podcast Therapist. Mixdown Media Productions.